You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Scott Bentley. Got a nice little uh, weekend recap. Nice little series win against the Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay Rays coming in, uh, or I guess I should say leaving, with uh, tied for the third best record in baseball? Yeah. Yeah, tied for the third best record in baseball. And uh, Tigers go in and get the job done, get a series win. This team is ridiculous. We, we, we lose a series and, and almost get swept by the Pirates and then put up uh, 10 runs, 2 runs, and 8 runs in a 3-game series win against the Tampa Bay Rays. That's baseball, baby. That, that, that's the beauty of this sport. So we're going to go through each game as we always do on Mondays. We're going to start with Friday. 10-4 win. Uh, I was at this game. It was awesome. So, uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll start with this. First, though, got to talk to everybody about Locked On MLB. Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please just call him Sully. Every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both past and present, featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from Locked on MLB Network's team of local experts. So subscribe to the Locked on MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. <clears throat> okay, let's get into this one. Late life for the Tigers, a 4-10 to victory over the, uh, the 89 win, at the time 88 win, I guess, Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, late life in this one. In After the fifth inning, it was 1-1. to and the final score was 10 to 4. So, uh, pretty eventful. Pretty eventful. Like I said, I, I, I got the, the pleasure of being at this game. It was a, a beautiful night. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful night for baseball. Don't have too many uh, more of those at, at Comerica Park for the season. So, trying to get in, uh, get in my fix as best I can here before the, uh, before the season ends. But, really a great game. Uh, We'll start with pitching. That that makes uh, that makes more sense given the the situation with this one. So Tyler Alexander with the start goes over four innings, which the fact that that like the bar is on the ground for going deep into games. But but we'll take it. Four and a third, five hits, one earned run, two walks, four strikeouts. Definitely a a a start that. This fan base will take 10 times out of 10 from Tyler Alexander. Tyler Alexander did this every single time he, he came in, and or I guess every time he started a game. I think the fan base would be very happy because he was not supposed to be on this rotation going into, uh, going into the season, and now we kind of have to have him there. So uh, one run in four and a third is something we will gladly. Uh, so first out of the pen... Kyle Funkhauser, two-thirds of an inning, one walk, one K. Just finished off the uh, the inning that Tyler Alexander had. Not, I mean, tight roped out of danger a little bit. Uh, bases were loaded at, uh, at once he got out of it. So so props to Tyler for Tyler to Kyle Funkhauser for getting out of it. Um, not making a, a 
taking over and, and being in the game during a bases loaded situation is never fun, especially when most of those runners are inherited. And uh, getting out of it without blowing up anyone's ERA is uh, is is very good work. So so good good big ups, Kyle Funkhauser. Alex Lang gets the next inning, one hit, no walks, two strikeouts, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. I will take that 10 times out of 10 from Alex Lang. No walks and two strikeouts. Absolute beauty. Um, Jose Cisnero, one inning pitched, two hits, three runs, two walks, and a strikeout. So the thing with, um, with Jose Cisnero is he has been used more than like almost any other pitcher in baseball. Like his his usage is ridiculous. Like like some of the most appearances and innings pitched out of the bullpen for uh, for like true relievers, not just like openers or whatever, in the entire league. Um, and he's had the walk numbers lately have been slowly trickling up, and I'm I'm thinking that it might be like a like a like a burnout issue, and we might be pushing the the limits here of. Uh, uh, of Jose Cisnero now, uh, like the velocity's fine, like he's fine. I'm not saying that that they're like making a mistake or, or gonna cause an injury or something. Like, I'm not saying that, but um, as far as just effectiveness, he seems to have taken a slight step back in the month of September than he was. Uh, and, and results-wise, you know, he, the ERA is still great, and 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 is still, you know, it's not like he has a nine ERA in the last you know, two weeks or whatever, but, um, definitely something to keep an eye out for. Michael Fulmer then gets, uh, the eighth where he would go, or I guess the, the seventh where he would go one inning, two hits, no run, one K, uh, looking back and re- and rewatching this, he definitely, the, the stuff was not biting as much as uh, it can. He's pretty. He's been pretty inconsistent down the stretch when it comes to like how good his uh, his 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 stuff has been. Some days it's on, some days it's off. It wasn't very on today uh, or Friday, I should say. And then Derek Holland finishing it off. Derek Holland, the ERA is at five seven nine now. He he's actually been really really good since the All Star break. So big props to Derek Holland. Nice lefty arm out of the pen. The offense exploded after the fifth inning. It was it went from really slow, and then like Eric Haas homered, and then it just exploded. And we had uh, ten runs from the fifth to the to the eighth, not even the ninth, the fifth to the eighth. A ten run explosion. Badu two hits, Scope two hits with four RBIs via the grand slam. Uh, Robbie Grossman with a walk. Miguel Cabrera two for four. Starting off the game with two more hits. At one point, it was nine straight plate appearances with a hit. Fantastic. Uh, Jamer, one for four. Haas, one for three with a homer. Nico, one for three. Willie, one for three. Victor Reyes hit. It's got to be the furthest home run of his career. He hit an absolute tank to right field. Like 430, 440 feet or something to right field. Was like approaching Pepsi Porch territory. An absolute nuke job uh, off the bench from Victor Reyes. And then Derek Hill and Harold Castro, uh, between the two of them, go 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. So not great out of the nine hole. But everybody else was fantastic. The offense really, 
for the first four innings was not very patient. Michael Walker was really good. And then we just dominated their bullpen. And that, that the Rays' bullpen is phenomenal. It's a fantastic set of arms in the pen. And we had an incredible approach. So I, I give a lot of props, obviously, to the players, but a lot of props to the coaching staff, too. Just taking that taking that approach and, and really settling and, and trying to get deep into counts and getting your pitch and stuff. like That's, that's so underrated and undervalued and, and is very important. So big props. Big props. And I think that's about it, man. It, like I said, beautiful night. Beautiful. They were giving out those like light sweatshirts. Beautiful night for a ball game. Um, and yeah, a ten to four victory. Yeah, Jonathan Scope with the with the grand slam, uh, and you have Miggy nine straight at one point played appearances with a hit. Nine straight, most by a Tiger in the modern era. Um, yeah, absolutely phenomenal work by the boys on Friday. Four to ten victory. Let's get into the loss this series. That would be the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays winning 7-2 to two on Saturday. First, though, about DirecTV streams. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you a simple way that you can get all your entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. It brings you your live TV on demand, favorites together like never before. You can watch all your favorite sports, movies, shows, etc. all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter, get rid of the confusion, and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies based on package. All right, everybody, we are back here for uh, segment two at Locked on Tigers. Today is uh, Monday, September 13th, by the way. I don't think I said the date. Happy Monday, Monday, September 13th, 2021. Uh, Let's talk turkey. Let's get into this uh, Saturday matchup against the Rays. We'll drop this one 7-2. Rays got ahead early, and the bullpen actually... I don't know, man. Like, okay, so so this game, the first five innings, after the fifth, it was six to one, and the final was seven to two. So in in uh, in Friday's game, you saw a very slow first five innings, and then you know all the runs for both teams really being scored kind of in the second half of the game. There, this one was the opposite. A lot of action early. Then both bullpens kind of found a groove, and and uh, Sands the ninth, where each team scored one, no other scoring. So uh, we'll start with the pitching. Casey Mize gets this one. You you can tell he is on a very very strict innings restriction, and Scooble is too. And we'll get to him um, when we talk about Sunday's game. But it is very clear that Casey Mize is in a a full blown. Heavy, heavy innings limit. Uh, two innings, three hits, three runs, one walk, two strikeouts. He he did not look bad. He did not look bad. And that first inning was really, really clean. Um, I mean, he only pitched two innings. There, there's not a ton of analysis here. Only pitched two innings. In the second inning, he really struggled. 
48 pitches was the final pitch count. Uh, ERA in the season is now 3.66. Obviously not going to be in line for the win. However, he would still get the loss because there is no uh, there is no minimum on, on getting the loss, only on getting the win. So he would get the loss, go to 7-8 and eight on the year. Uh, the, the stuff was was fine. Uh, the, the problem in the second inning was what the issue kind of has been most of the year. The swing and miss stuff is not quite there yet, and sometimes he just balls just catch too much of the plate. He has some games where he's really on point with the the weak contact and and you know soft ground ball and and weak pop out kind of a game, uh, and, and he's on point and he does great and it works. And then other games uh, he he gets hit around a little bit. And the first inning was great and the second inning was not. So a tale of two innings and that was the entire outing. So that's really all there really was to to talk about. Brian Garcia comes in, uh, recently called back up at the end of last week. One and two-thirds, two hits, two runs, no walks, one K. Everyone knows my issue with Brian Garcia. It's that he is a short inning, like one inning reliever that cannot get strikeouts or swings and misses. He would record one strikeout, as I said. Uh, He gave up one hit that was like 900 miles an hour off the bat, um, so yeah, not you know, it's it's Brian Garcia, dog. I, my expectations are are as low as can be with him. I, I don't, I have never had faith in him. Even last year when he had like a one nine ERA in the sixty game season or whatever he had that ridiculous sub two season he had, I, I never really thought he was that great because of the 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 whiff percentage and the strikeout numbers are just not good and. Uh, yeah, so you know, I, I don't I don't have too much analysis on Brian Garcia because I have I don't have too much ex- expectations for Brian Garcia, and that's really all there is to it. Ian Kroll, we get the last out of uh, of that inning, one hit, no runs, seven pitches, sure. Then Drew Hutchinson would come in, four innings pitched, four. It's good. It's needed. Only one earned run given up. Two hits, one run, one walk, two strikeouts. If 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 he can do this the rest of the year, I I, I will be so unbelievably happy. This is that that would be very very important and, and nice to have coming out of the bullpen, especially with all these guys are going to be on heavy and like Manning, Scooble, and Mize are all going to be on innings limits. Boyd can't go past the fourth just naturally, and uh, neither can Tyler Alexander. So like. We're going to need innings out of the pen. We're going to need a lot of innings out of the pen. And I will be ecstatic if uh, if Hutchinson can can be that guy and, and give us three, four innings out of the bullpen consistently and then only give up one run. Sure, I'll take that every day of the week from him. Uh, not not going to ask for too much more than that. Then uh, we have Carlton. Gets the last inning, two hits, one run, no walks, one K. Again, like we're getting into the territory of of guys that I don't think anyone expected to be in the majors this year. So hard to do too much analysis, but like, sure, did did fine. I mean, gave up a run, I guess, but but you know, fine. (laughs) All it's fine. It's all fine. The 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 people that pitched this game after Casey Mize. we went Mize, Brian Garcia, Ian Kroll, Hutchinson, Carlton. Uh, like that, that bullpen lineup is not going to be something that I'm like, you know, 
oh my goodness, I'm expecting absolute nails in the back half here. You know what I'm saying? So, so seven runs is, I mean, about what? I don't want to say expected because that feels disrespectful, but you get what I'm saying. Okay, let's get into the offense uh, for this game. Only two runs, uh, only three hits, and one walk. So base runners were very hard to come by. If you're going like on a on a percentage of of like runs scored per base runner, you're looking at a pretty a pretty darn good number there, I guess in that regard. But uh, you're not going to win too many baseball games with only having four base runners the entire game. That's that's just not going to happen too terribly often. So, um. Yeah, I mean, we can go through Badu 0 for 4, 2Ks, Scope 1 for 4 with a hit, two strikeouts, Grossman 1 for 4 with a hit. Uh, it was a home run. Very, very. Robbie Grossman. I want him to get to 2020 so bad. Just needs a few more steals. Miguel Cabrera goes uh, 1 for 4 with the other RBI, also a strikeout. Jamer 0 for 4 with 2Ks, Haas. 0 for 2 with a strikeout, but Eric Haas walks. We love Eric. That OBP is now 290. That dude does not draw walks, but but I, you know, that's what he's got. He's got like two in the last week now. I don't know. Could be up with something. Nico Goodrum 0 for 3 with a strikeout. Willie Castro 0 for 3. Victor Reyes 0 for 3 with a strikeout. A lot of K's. Not a lot of base runners. Um, yeah, just not a lot of of being on the base paths in general for this Tigers team this game. And you know what? Not like not that not that the I mean the Rays threw Chris Archer out there, like 2021 Chris Archer. So it's not like we were going up against some crazy but the the way that they're a well-oiled machine, man, and their bullpen is is something special and that opener, you know, four innings, four innings thing they got going with ends and then Armstrong's cl- like they, they got a heck of a bullpen there. So so we still won the series. So it was very easy getting over Saturday's game after winning on Sunday. Very, very easy. Let's get into Sunday's game. Rather exciting. Some uh some late inning, extra inning drama on your Sunday while the Lions were uh, kind of doing the same thing. Down, come coming back and, and trying to trying to send a game into OT and such, yeah, quite a quite a uh, uh, one of my tra- what's the word I'm trying to think of, quite a trend I guess we'll say it's not the word I was trying to think of but we're gonna go for it now because I've already rambled on enough. All right, let's get into this game. We'll go pitching and then hitting as we always do. But first, got to talk to everybody about Built Bar. Nine delicious flavors. You know the drill. Coconut. Cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. You know my favorite flavor by now. It's orange. I I had to jump ship from the cookies and cream. It's still number two. It's not that it's bad. It's just that orange is really hitting different lately. And if you don't know what your favorite flavor is, get the mixed box. I tell you guys about it all the time. It's my favorite thing to do. You can get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. So order today, get that get that raspberry, 
Get that orange, get that strawberry, whatever you like. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. I cannot promise you that you will be an Olympian if you eat a Built Bar, but I can promise you that you will be closer than you were before you ate a Built Bar. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, everybody. We are back for segment three. We're going to get into this Sunday game against uh, against the Rays. This series clinching victory, seven to eight victory in the eleventh. That stupid runner on second rule, man. I cannot get over how horrible of a rule that is. Okay, let's get into uh, the pitching because there's a lot happened. We had a lot of people pitch. We're going to start with Urania. We're going to save Scooby for last. We're going to start with Urania. Three innings, two hits, one run, one walk, two strikeouts. That's as good as I'm going to ever ask Jose Urania to be. I, I like this role that he has of, of piggybacking someone with on an innings limit. I like this role. Um, and I think that he could be pretty effective in it. And he's going to have to be for the remainder of this year because, again, in the same in the same breath as Hutchinson, like we're gonna need people that can go three four innings out of the pen because our starters can't go four, and they're not gonna go four really probably the rest of the season, except for maybe like Matt Boyd. That's really it. So we're gonna need a lot of of reliever help. So getting three innings of one run ball from Jose Urania, while it's not some incredible. Like, oh my gosh, he's 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 the best pitcher ever kind of performance. It's very needed and very necessary, and I hope that he can consistently be around that. Michael Fulmer, and again, looked much better. Again, inconsistent. His stuff is weird. Sometimes he looks phenomenal. Sometimes he, he looks very flat. So this was one where I thought his stuff looked a lot better, noticeably better. One inning, one hit, no other stat. 13 pitches, a pretty efficient Inning, especially considering he gave up a hit in there and, uh, and and still pitched the entire inning. Very, very efficient. Then Jose Cisnero. Again, I feel like we got a little bit of a burnout happening. He goes zero plus because he did not record an out. Two hits, four runs, one walk, and obviously no strikeouts. That's only an 11-pitch outing where he gave up four earned runs. The ERA is at 3-8 now. Before the weekend, he was flirting with like a sub-3 ERA. I mean, it might not have been that close. It would have been at like 315, 3-2-ish going into the weekend. And now he's almost at a 4 ERA. I think he he might be a, a burnout candidate. He might be someone that we've just used him so much this year that, uh, look, and I, I trust the coaching staff. I do to death. So I'm not going to say, oh, you know, this is no longer the, the, the previous regime, the Osmus or the Guardi regime, where I, I think that they really screwed up Fulmer and there was an injury that could have been avoided. Um, but at the same time, it's definitely something to keep an eye out for because it's, it's pretty obvious that the stuff is not what it was. Alex Lang, one inning pitched, one hit, no other stat. Beautiful. We'll take it all day. 13 pitches. Efficient. Efficient. Low pitch count. Not going deep into counts. Not walking a ton of people. Efficient, efficient, efficient. I love it. Okay. Then this is where it gets interesting. So Gregory Soto, 
does his two innings thing that we often see him do in extra inning games. He goes two innings, one hit, two runs, only one of them earned, two walks, and a strikeout. Probably the most Gregory Soto stat line ever. Only one earned run in two innings. Kept us in the game, clearly. Uh, kept us either tied or, or, or within reach. Um, but the command was all over the place. And But he still got a strikeout and still has a sub-3 RA <laughs> on the season. The most Gregory Soto stat line uh, like of all time. Kyle Funkhauser then gets the 11th where he goes one inning, no runs, no hits, one walk, and a strikeout. I thought he looked significantly better, as the box score will reflect, in this outing than he did uh, the rest of the weekend, to be honest with you. So, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, let's get into Scooby. Three innings, one hit, no runs, one walk, six strikeouts in three innings. This was, Scooby was unbelievable. And these are the starts where you're like, damn, like if only he wasn't on a freaking pitch count, you know, those are the starts that, that really, I don't, I don't want to say like eat at you, but are just like, 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 damn, like if he was like, could you imagine what he could have, what he, the kind of start we could have seen from him? There was no scuba inning. There was no anything. He was on point. He was painting the heat. The fastball got up to 97. The, the breaking ball was incredible. The changeup was phenomenal. It was some of the best we've ever seen him in his major league career. And it had to get cut short because of an innings limit or a pitch count limit, whatever it was, only 49 pitches. Six Ks through three innings, though. you love to see it. Uh, okay, offense, eight runs. Never a bad day. Eight runs in 11 innings, you know, still not going to complain. That is 12 hits, 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 walks of so 17 base runners in 11 innings. A good day at the office. Badu, 2 for 5 with a walk. Uh, beauty. OPS up to 785 again. Let's keep it going up, baby. Get get that man into the Rookie of the Year combo. Uh, Jonathan Scope, 2 for 6. Robbie Grossman, 1 for 4. Miguel Cabrera, 1 for 4 with 2 RBIs. Robbie Grossman also with 2 walks. One of them being a walk-off walk. The most Robbie Grossman walk-off of all time. Absolutely love this man. 789 OPS on the year. Derek Hill would come in and pinch run, but also take an AB. Jamer, 2 for 5 with 3 RBIs. Phenomenal game from Jamer Candelario. Two homers. The one homer late to, to get us back into the game and, and retie it and everything. Put the team on his back, honestly. Was uh, th- three of responsible for three of the eight runs, and, and obviously, like I said, the the, the late game kind of heroics there. Phenomenal game from Jamer, and his OPS is now at 799, almost back above 800. Harold Castro, one for five with Shocker, a single. Nico Goodrum, 0 for five with a strikeout. Dustin Garneau, one for three with a double. Eric Haas came in as a uh, as a as a pinch hitter and then would just replace him and he would go one for two as well and then Victor Reyes one for two with an RBI uh, and two walks so Victor Reyes's OPS is now 691 on the season Victor Reyes everybody knows my opinion of Victor Reyes um, he, he deserves a little bit of flowers he, he's been he's been very very respectable and and solid 
lately. And especially with all the injuries this team as a whole has had this year, but but specifically the outfield has just been a revolving door and a, and a carousel of injuries and people getting called up and sent down, etc. And at least since the start of August, he has been a very, very quietly, a and maybe quietly because I wanted it to be quiet, but he has quietly been really, really respectable in the batter's box. And, and I think he deserves, uh, he deserves a lot of credit. So, so shout out to Victor Reyes. There, there you go. To all the people that give me a ton of crap for not talking or, or giving him any credit. There you go. That's like the best you're going to get out of me. And that'll do it. Series win against the Rays. Uh, before I send you on your way, got to talk to you about locked on bets, betting on baseball, the Tigers, MLB. Doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. So follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. All right, everybody. That'll do it. I'm incredibly tired. I, I apologize if this episode lacked enthusiasm. Uh, I was on the road for seven hours today, uh, so, but just from when I woke up to right now. So I'm very exhausted, but the show goes on. We ball, as I said in my introductory video <laughs> when I got this job. We ball. Um, so thank you guys for sticking with me. Uh, I promise I'll bring uh, I'll bring some enthousi- more enthusiasm throughout the week. Uh, yeah, peace and love. Going to therapy is dope, and I will catch y'all tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.